I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's riff, man. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Let's go to town. You know I'm recording. Ooh. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Paint peeling off the walls, sheets covering the windows, broken blinds, a mangled chair covered up with a wood board, an ancient stove with a giant hole, and yes, that's underwear in the living room. What looks and feels like the most run-down frat house on campus is actually the Capitol Hill home of some of the most powerful men in Washington. Welcome to Omega House. I love what you've what? done. What the fuck? Dick Durbin and Chuck Schumer, the second and third ranking Senate Democrats, live here together. You gotta be kidding me. Their landlord and third roommate is Democratic Congressman George Miller. The house yes. is so legendary, it inspired a new TV series, Alpha House. Except the Senate roommates in the Amazon.com show are Republicans. Wait, we should maybe describe we, uh, what we're seeing. The the headline says, Senators live in frat style. Chuck <laughs> Schumer, the, the Chiron, Dick Durbin. CNN Chiron. A bunch of grown old men grown living... Men. In yeah. what's a fucking dilapidated house. Worse than a frat house. There's like exploded electrical outlets, like rotten food. Yeah, no, it looks just like a punk house. No, 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 yeah, yeah. There, it's there, a punk there are, house. There are rats. You'll see it in a little bit. There's a there's there they they've let their their stove go go, you know, become a temporary, you know, there's milk like for rats. Lotion <laughs> on top of the stereo. Like this is worse than the nastiest punk houses i've been in i mean in my it life. looks like it, yeah it looks like a place where like a diy you know diy band has like gray area sex yeah yeah okay. yeah 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 no or it just looks like a bunch of dudes being dudes you know you guys gotta and they're in suits they're in yeah, suits giving this tour which they are is in suits let's let's keep um, watching let's keep watching tenants more than 30 years ago the house hasn't been updated since well we stopped <laughs> buying lps uh that was when the music stopped the but you same actually have exact, a record player here. Yes, the same yes. exact records are there now as the day I moved in, in 1982. The best part about it are the products <laughs> that are on the, the, this the is, cassette player. This is, is my, this is my uh, medicine cabinet yeah. right here. I didn't know you were a metrosexual. That's, 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 <laughs> smooth as could be. This is disgusting. Whose closet is, is this? <laughs> oh, Mr. Neat. <laughs> Mr. Neat's closet. Hey. Schumer's stuff is strewn <laughs> all over the living so room. Fucked. Seriously, this is where you sleep every night? Every night. And you wake up to Barack Obama <laughs> staring at you leader. in the face? Exactly. <laughs> Senator Durbin did, you know, out you a little bit. He said this is the most that you've ever made your bed. Just for you. Well, thank you. Thank you. And the blinds are oh, particularly yes. beautiful. Yes. Well, the guy can see this the weather. This is fucking disgusting. Without <laughs> having to get out I just of can't believe that they're like, that they're, they're, the they're delighting in it. still plugged in, but hasn't like worked in years. You know, five four seven two five one three. I still remember the number. <laughs> you don't use a phone. No. What's the point? Hey, he's always saving money. <laughs> Their couch was a money saver too. My son wanted to throw that away, uh, put it out in the trash, uh, and it had to be 12, 14 years ago. And I said it's better than anything we have. Their refrigerator, well, it's Bud a scary lights. sight. That baguette, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> Bud lights. Lethal weapon. <laughs> 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 oh my god no wonder they have a problem with rats the rats may have done that wow crazy. how many rats did you have well, we don't ask i had a dream literally two nights ago that the rats were back <laughs> oh, i thought Jesus. the rats were in the senate i didn't know they came back. <laughs> and what year is okay this yeah, yeah he's got Franklin jokes Franklin gave that to us yeah since this is not a kitchen fit for cooking the congressional roomies take the easy route 
cold cereal. They buy it in bulk. No, so you're the no. raisin bread. Senator Durbin, which one are you? Oh, I prefer raisin bread. But I like the mini wheats. The fictitious lawmakers in Alpha House have breakfast together, watch sports at night. Not so much here. They really whitewash that in my office usually. It looks like and such we leave a... while he's sleeping. And they leave while I'm sleeping. <laughs> we do it by design. It's hard to believe such prominent politicians live in these conditions. When my wife comes, she will not stay here. But she did only... basically oh. just say, damn bitch, you live like this. This, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, look. I, I know, I know Trump's gone. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we need to drain the swamp. Like, we need to fucking drain the swamp at this point. That was fucking disgusting. And that's old, too. Okay, so welcome the to Yeah, but still. The stray what we were just, play. We were just watching a video entitled Senators Living Frat Style in D.C. It seems to be an Obama-era news package from CNN. Like I said about Chuck Schumer, Dick Durbin, and a couple other um, senators. Dude, they why do they have this house? For 30 years, they've had this house. And well, I guess it's interesting that they, I, you know, I I get that they don't, that they, they all have houses elsewhere, right? So this is their, like, home away from home. And, you know, people do these kinds of, it, it, it reminds me of, like, uh, air, airline employees. They, they'll live in trailer, you know, they'll live in RVs and stuff, the trailers. I made, a, I made a movie about this, actually, about a bunch of people who lived in a... Oh, wow. Pl- plugging myself now, man. This is a segue. No, no, but I, um, <laughs> this is a... People do this shit all the time, and I, I mean, I, I guess they don't get paid that much, but it is just. Oh, they're a, getting paid, all right. It's just, it's disgusting. I, it, it's Chuck weird Schumer, how it's weird how excited he is. This is disgusting, and and you know what is the most haunting? First of all, it looks like it literally looks like one of those places that like they would raid an SVU to find sex trafficked like maids <laughs> or something, you know. Um, but beyond that, the whole time I was watching, I was thinking like, dude you know these guys are beaten off in there and I don't want to know where. Like, like they're getting it done somewhere after a long day's work. They're getting it done. They're I getting mean, it Schumer's, done five Schumer's senators worth on of... The damn, on the damn couch? Ugh. They're doing it all over each other, man. I, 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 it looks <laughs> like the whole place is just like a... 30 you know, years of it. Yeah, 30 years of, of sperm. Build up. Oh, my God. There. Like us, we need to drain Whoa. the swamp. Trump was right. <laughs> Trump was fucking right. We should have drained a deep state of disgusting people that yep. live like that. And if they live like that, then you have to imagine that th- there are far less prominent people that are probably living even you know, worse. Yeah, because that's mean, like cream of the crop. Of, yeah, Chuck Schumer and Dick Durbin's pubes fucking gathering in a fucking <laughs> like 30 years. Like shower shower drain. Like the shower the shower drain is fucking clogged. Because it's, of it's it's so weird. It really reminds me. Just, do you guys ever look at this YouTube channel? One of my really close friends is obsessed with this YouTube channel. That is a uh, um, it's cooking tips from a hoarder, and it's just like oh you know, boy. Have you guys come across this? I feel like it's a it's got an audience. This guy, I don't I don't remember the the YouTube username. I mean, but, tr- see if you can find it throughout the episode. But I have not. I I am interested in we'll hearing come this back though. to it. Oh yeah, well, let's. I have please a few come back of these. You know, you, I, I'm sure you guys have your fair share of like YouTube obsessions with people who have you know like five subscribers. Oh, I, I mean, I've gone yeah. down. I, I've uh, had some sagas starting with that. You know. That you guys the, are well. You guys are YouTube stars, so you guys probably you know you know the no, you, no. you know the whole the whole you guys. I, I I'm gonna have to turn you on to something. You guys got to blow this guy up. I hope I hope it will happen for him. Oh yeah, this, please. This well, guy uh, should this we? Guy's been making a movie called Secrets Kept Movie. Uh, he's been trying to. It's like it's like American the, movie. Getting the plugs off early. 
I'm not no pre-intro I, I, I plugs. Any, I, I yeah, we know. haven't even introduced this right, man you know what, yet. Fuck you guys, I'm only on here to plug this guy's movie, <laughs> Secrets Kept movie, the People's movie. This is the, I'll no, send it, it though, please. Uh, yeah, yeah, please okay, send yeah. it. But we should introduce you. Uh, joining us this week, um, welcome to the podcast, Lance. I'm don't know how to pronounce your last name yet. Oppenheim or Oppenheim? You're close. It's Oppenheim. Thank Oppenheim. You. Thanks for having me, guys. Okay. Also, Lance Oppenheim, you know, director, director of the director documentary, some, some, some kind of heaven, some kind of heaven. <laughs> Both. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a sloppy intro, but uh, it's a it's a documentary that just came out. Me and Brandon are both uh, big fans. Uh, and I, I understand that you kind of like embedded yourself there for a year, but it's about the villages in Florida. For those who don't know, this is like the biggest planned retirement community in Florida. You might have seen it before uh, when there was like Trump and Biden golf cart parades uh, with old people like yelling at each other. Um, this is like a huge, huge planned community. Oh, you also might know about it because there was a giant STD outbreak a while back. Um, oh, that was there? That was, the that was there. Uh, but yeah, this is a... Goddamn. If, if you've ever been in a Florida gated community, um, imagine that like absolutely on crack. Like inflated to <laughs> five thousand um, percent intensity and size. Lance, uh, welcome to the podcast. Maybe if you if, if I missed anything in describing the villages, please uh, please let me know. But I, f- I feel like that's oh important. no, that was pretty good. That was good. That was a good. And thank thank you guys for having me. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm 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 pumped to be with you. Uh, it's nice. No, I mean the one thing I, you know, it's it's the fastest. It's 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 the largest retirement community in the country, but it's also like one of the fastest growing cities in the country too, which is a kind of terrifying thought when you think of it. This is it's a place that literally is designed to look like the 1950s and the 1960s. That's like the whole design. That's why so many baby boomers are obsessed with wanting to go. In some ways, is that the, yeah. the, this utopian aspect to the community? So that it's it's um. You know, but it's larger in square mileage than the size of Manhattan. It's like it's fucking insane. It's huge. And oh, is it really? A whole oh yeah, yeah. Goddamn year, you lived at the villages. I lived there. Yeah, you know, and I, 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 uh, I moved in uh, with these two retired rodeo clowns in this like rented Airbnb room. I basically realized Chuck that, Schumer like, style, that, dude. <laughs> Chuck Schumer's. The place was far nicer than theirs. Jesus Christ! But no, they, they, uh, th- th- this, this was. Um, you know, I didn't know anyone there. I'm from Florida, but not 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 very close to there. But I, I saw on Airbnb that you could like, you know, there were pages and pages and pages of people that were putting their houses up. And I was like, oh, OK, it's not like it's not as gated as I thought. You know, it's like it, no, they can't it's, stop. It's not in. actually gated. Right. It's like. Right. Because I, I think it might be hard for them to actually put a, a gate around the whole thing. And it's constantly expanding because that's a weird right. thing. You could they have security booths that you could just drive past it's in, right. it's in yeah. your film. what's the what's the population there it's 130,000 people roughly <laughs> you know but it's, it's maybe more now but no i mean in the film there's there's a person who i we interviewed she's she's a gate greeter and she says uh um what does she fucking say again she says something like uh this isn't a gated community. This is a community with gates. Yeah. And then she said, these are all open roads. Anyone is able to free is, is, is able to drive on these roads as free as they like. And then I was like, what? 
And, you know, it's just this idea of like symbolic security that like, you know, people like the illusion of a gate, but really all the gate greeters are doing are standing there and waving and smiling and saying, have a nice day. And like, <laughs> we followed a few of these people around for, you know, one, we went, we followed like a, one person around for like a week and I just, you know, had the camera on her as she was doing her job and literally like just crazy, you know, it was literally like one after the other, have a nice day have a nice day yeah have a nice day it's just like that over and over and over again that was her entire day you know that, that was that was it it was just like this really forced kind of uh you know mandatory fun mandatory smiles ear-to-ear grins that 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 are that is a must to be planted on your face that not just at the gate but everywhere in the well in the i way. i um my family half my family's from florida or lives there and i was down mm. there a good amount of my life uh, growing up, so I'm very. I've been familiar with the villages for a while, and also, where, where, where are you from? They're from like uh, Naples and Fort Myers. I mean, I'm from okay. Chicago. I just like half of my family lives down there, and then my mom lived down there too. So I was kind of there, you know, fairly often, but never really lived there. Um, but I've bounced mm-hmm. around, so I bet I, I'm no stranger to the gated communities. That's yeah. for sure, and I've known about uh, the villages before, so. I, I was personally fascinated by this. Uh, I think another feature we should note for the audience is that the villages, like you don't have to leave this place. A lot of gated yeah. people are probably familiar with the gated community. And although this is not gated, um, as we discussed, like they have everything. There's like restaurants, um, the club, <laughs> many clubs. There's <laughs> they like nightclubs. Yeah. It's, Every- no, it's, it's it's its own it's its own like Doctors, self-contained yeah. city. You know the whole, the whole its design is that yeah you're right like you, you 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 the design is that you would never have to leave and it's so large it spans four counties now that like you know they have three town squares each of them are designed to look like a different form of American history so you have like Spanish colonial themed where they claim they have the Fountain of Youth there yep uh, and then they have a Wild West you know themed town square and then they have like a like a kind of Lakeview 1950s, you know, looks like the Truman Show kind of. It's the ultimate, uh, it's like the closest to the Truman Show. It's the ultimate simulacra, yeah. you know? It is. It's no, completely... it is. It, it's, it's funny, man, because that was the thing that just popped out to me. You know, I, I, I had heard of this place like growing up all the time. I didn't, I never thought about making a movie about it, but then I started looking at their marketing videos and I just was like, either the people who are freelancing for them are, are, are aware that they are like riffing off of blue velvet and, you know, the morning in America, Ronald Reagan ad and like, you know, the shining maybe a little bit, or they are just like unintentionally, you know, creating really terrifying, like, like things and images that, that, that are like fully reminiscent of those things. And I, I just, I knew that I needed to go there and, and, and do something and make something about it. Um, but, uh, so you, but no. So what was it? I mean, probably a lot of, you know, a lot of listeners haven't seen it yet. I highly recommend seeing it. So I don't want to get yeah, too nitty gritty. I highly like, recommend it. Uh, but what was, um, I mean, you lived there for a year. The doc like follows the storyline of like maybe like four specific uh, characters or groups of people. But like, I, I imagine that you shot a lot of stuff that didn't make it in. Um, if you were there for a year, I, I imagine a lot of stuff happened day to day that was weird and maybe you didn't get on camera. Like what was, what was it like living there and, and why did you even go there in the first place? I mean, man, it was, it was, well, living there was interesting. And, you know, I think like the one thing that was like, I was, 
so much younger than virtually every other person that was there. So I think I immediately sort of stuck out like a sore thumb. But the thing that got that was fascinating that it was completely unexpected was like, you know, I started making this movie when I was a senior in college. And, you know, a lot of people who move there are kind of trying to return back to that time. Like yeah. they're trying to return back to their college days. There's a whole Peter Pan syndrome that they had. And I, I honestly had a little bit of Peter Pan syndrome myself. I wanted to be like, uh, uh, what's his face? Ron, uh, Ryan Reynolds and the, you know, uh, what's the movie? Oh, Van called? Wilder. Van Wilder, man. Yeah, I wanted <laughs> yeah. to stay in college. I, Another I film to... I really want to recommend. <laughs> I really want to recommend Van Wilder. I got Van Wilder. Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Ryan Reynolds before he became, you know, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool. I, I I miss the old Ryan Reynolds. You could have done the the old school like reverse old school in the villages. That would be amazing. No, I mean honestly, I, there were times where I was just like, I wish we could just make like a full length, you know, like a, an updated cocoon here, but with real people and maybe a slightly, you know, maybe maybe make make a little bit more of a fictional so, movie out of it. So are you yeah. saying that like, I mean, you've referenced these two movies? What I'm what I'm assuming you mean is that you originally moved there to get pussy. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to smash. I, I was thinking. No one. No. I, I'm sad that. Uh, I'm sad that that didn't happen. Honestly, I, I was expecting to have to... a, a, a transformative. I'm, I'm doing research. I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I thought I would have like a Harold and Maude, you know, relationship. That I was fully open to it. I had just, you know, yeah. I'd been dating someone for a long time. Got out of a relationship. I was really sad about it. And then that I was my biggest problem villages, with Harold yeah. and Maude, by the way, is no full yeah. penetration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted, I wanted, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's feel good, whatever, but where's the. Yeah, I want to see some some cock Let's in see dash. You, you got you guys are you guys are too horny, man. You got, why don't you just go there yourself and make it happen? I'm sure. Wait, so tell me about wait. So you um, had just gone through a breakup and then you had you headed over to the villages. I went there. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I thought I, I didn't really know what I wanted to make. I just I knew I had just made a movie, a different film about a guy who had been living on a cruise ship for twenty years. He's oh, a retiree wow. who lives on like full. He just lives on real Caribbean cruise ships for like the rest of his life, just because he's. Uh, you know, that's what he wants to do, I guess, he, you know, it's a very strange worldview, but he talks a lot about like escaping from reality and wanting to create his own fantasy land and his own paradise. And I always was, I, I wanted to like, I, it was just a little short. It was a short movie and I wanted to make something longer that explored those same ideas. So when I saw all this shit that, you know, I, I the villages had just become, you know, officially like the largest retirement community in the country and I saw one of their ads and I was like, fuck, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something like, there's got something, I gotta, I gotta go there and make something. And then when I got there, like I was saying, you know, I think the thing that was crazy was that I was, I think I was able to like connect with people on a, on a, on a, it hit different as the kids say, yeah. like I, I got them from a, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, I had so many experiences there. Like one of the subjects in the film is a dude who dabbles in psychedelic drugs. You know, that I guy, did, I, I, that guy yeah. ruled at first, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, I did <laughs> I want to talk about that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, he's, he's a fascinating dude, but like I had to, you know, I was fascinated that like people were like, some people there were like him and some people there wanted a party. And like, I, I, oh, I partied party. with them before, before I had made the movie, I had, I went around without a camera and I, <laughs> I got down and dirty. I went to the places everyone went to and I, you know, it was like, it was, it was honestly very informative because it made me realize I didn't want to make a movie about like old people. I wanted to make a movie about, you know, people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, like you, uh, so you were there for how long before you actually started making the movie? And also like, 
Can anybody just move to the villages? Yeah, you can just move At there. At this point, we should just move all. We should all move there together, man. We should yeah. just get a house, a frat house, and create style. an art commune, art house. Yeah, no, yes. I mean honestly, at this point, they're 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 rapidly expanding so much now that I think a lot of the original like the 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 the, the, the design of the community and the way it was themed is starting to sort of give way to just like you know bland apartment complexes, which I think really can house anybody, but. Um, no, it's, 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 it's crazy. They even have their own high school, you know, they have a high school inside the villages oh. because, you know, they, the, the development wanted to lure in like professionals and doctors and lawyers. And the only way they would get people to work for like work for them and move it to the middle of nowhere. It's like, you know, 85 miles away from Orlando. Oh yeah. For the staff then I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But there was some other crazy shit there that was, that I was seeing all the time of like, you know, it was like service workers, like people who worked at Starbucks plumbers janitors like their kids would go to that school and then you'd have like you know they'd be going to school with like the you know with people who are getting paid a lot of money like the lawyers and then if you lost your job your kid would immediately be like asked to leave the, oh my the, god the charter school. So, they have like a really the, the family that controls the place they also you know really don't like me for probably <laughs> because i don't like the movie uh but they're very powerful <laughs> and you don't want to mess around with them unless you have good lawyers which yeah. i hope my lawyers are good uh but well i mean you've got the fucking uh darren aronofsky produced it the new york times produced it yes so you're yeah. i mean like i got backup i got fine. i got yeah. i got people that uh you, well, you have financial backing yeah, no, there, there, there's there's some there's some uh, there's some wiggle room, but no, I mean that, that was it. It, it, all, it all started from a pretty you know small place. It all started as my college movie, and then basically I just wanted to keep figuring out what I was doing, and I, I think we kind of settled into like a, a a visual approach that seemed right and seemed cool for a, like a, a cool way to approach the world there. And then, yeah. um, you know, I cut some shit together and then I just, you know, spam emailed a lot of people just like I spam emailed you guys. <laughs> but that's my that's my greatest asset. I don't think I'm I don't even know how good of a filmmaker I am. I'm, I'm just good at writing. Yeah, I mean, you're you're a great filmmaker. I, I do want to say, I mean, for the listeners at home that have not most most people hearing this have not seen it yet, although it has been out for like a week or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like pretty you can find it. It's like it's out there, and you know, people are many people are seeing that this seeing this, you know. But if you have not seen it yet, every shot in this movie is stunning, very gorgeous, very gorgeous movie. Thank you, man. No, thanks, yeah. thanks. The, the but, um, what's the what's the yeah. weirdest thing that happened to you in there, like off cam or just that didn't make it in? I mean, dude, there was so much shit. Like, like was you there know, a time where you were like, what am I fucking doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all the time. I mean, I think like I had no idea for so long. You know, I think part of just like making a movie and you guys have made a bunch of shit. So, you know, it's like you're trying to convince your friends to come along on a ride with you into a destination. You have no no clue where it's going to take where you're, we're going to get off at, um, you know, but the, the, there's a guy in the movie who Re- Reggie, the guy I was just bringing up who's who who's you know, he can't he doesn't really find uh you know he doesn't really find interest in 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 joining the fucking zumba club or playing the tambourines yeah this man's like doing fucking ayahuasca like i wasn't sure what drug he was doing what was he he he's he's doing rape in the in 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 the (laughs) shot we have which is which is spelled r-a-p-e with a apostrophe over the (laughs) he's doing rape and the first time he messaged me, the first time he messaged me, 
Dude, the first yeah, the first time he messaged me, he he told me uh, he was he didn't put the apostrophe over the e, so he just said he just said I will uh, meet me at the pool. I will be doing rape. Is what he said. I I showed this to the rest of my crew, and we were, everyone was just like, we don't want to fucking go. Like we don't want to go hang out with this guy. Um, but no, anyway, the first time we shot with him, he, you know, it was really important for him that we like broke bread, you know, and, and, and like literally. So he cooked us, he made us a bunch of bread and uh, he gave it to us. He fed it to us. And only afterwards did I realize it was like doused in like, you know, holy shit, mystic, mystical THC oil that just oh fucking destroyed all of us while we were shooting. It's a, it's a sequence where, he, where he's doing that in the pool and there's a lightning bolt that comes across him and. That whole yeah. sequence, we all were like baked out of our minds. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of moments like that where crazy shit happened. And also there were sinkholes that happened in the villages, which isn't in the film. We're putting out like a little short that has some of that. But the, the development continues to grow. At, at, like it's, it, it should not. It's like it's, it's like unsustainable what they're doing because they're building on swampland. And it's not like the foundation isn't isn't right to do what they're doing. Um, so the, literally like there are massive holes opening up in the ground that are swallowing people's houses like it, uh, you know, yes. um, which is crazy. So we shot a lot of that, too. And that was um, psycho. You know, all of it was psycho. Well, you grew up in Florida. I do. By the way, I'm still hung up on him Our doing rapid. a drug called rape. <laughs> <laughs> come yeah, on man apostrophe over the e is really that apostrophe is carrying a lot of weight that the apostrophe is doing a <laughs> lot of fucking work for there's in a that lot word. yeah a lot riding on the back of that that fucking apostrophe yeah that i know accent, and, and obviously accented. reggie does not give a fuck because he, he couldn't be bothered to be putting it on on top of things um but um yeah, that's yeah. well i do want to talk about that guy uh, well, we just a did a little bit. What, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're doing we're it, gonna, baby. We're I mean, going. We're, not gonna, we're currently we're talking about top, his ass. I mean, we aren't going to top Rappe, but uh, I mean, I was so glad that that was. I mean, I w- I did not know what the drug he was doing was, mm. and I I was like, I need to ask Lance about this. I did not know that that would be the fucking <laughs> that the I mean, answer would be. Rape. Ra- ra- rape. I mean, yeah, I, I tried it with him. I mean, this is the thing is that most of the stuff, oh. like, I, I probably shouldn't say this because, you know, the New York no, Times will not be happy with me, but it's it's okay, whatever. The New York you Times know, isn't, they're not going to hear it's, this. It's all good. I'm not a journalist. I'm a filmmaker. I'm following in the traditions of other, you know, people who've, who, who do, I, you know, I, I believe that if you're going to, if you're going to film someone like doing drugs, you got to be should willing, do the drugs you gotta be willing well. to do the drugs with them. Otherwise you're just being a, you know, a narc. A, you, they a, might a think you're the cops. Yeah, they might think you're the cops. You may get a re- no, no. I, I, I just think it's like it's, it's a matter of like trust building, and also like you know, I want you to feel comfortable with me, so I'm, I'm down to go do this voyage. Sometimes with you, you guys got to do a rape together. Yeah, and then in the early days of when I got so to know Reggie, like it was it was gang rape. Gang rape. <laughs> I normally don't like That's making crazy, these jokes, though. but it's, we've been set up lately. This is, I mean, how could you not with this? You guys should try it. It, it honestly, it's like ketamine or something. You know, it, 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 oh, it's, cool. it's not dissimilar from it. It, 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 it. Reggie's words, it's he says it opens your third eye, um, which, you know, I, I wonder okay. if it's, you know, I don't know. I, I searched it and it was like, it led me to an ayahuasca forum. And it says it's like a shamanistic <laughs> snuff. Tobacco, yeah. I, like yeah. literally just reading the paragraphs with it, even with the apostrophe, it looks insane. Well, that, I know. All, no. Every sentence. That guy's journey in your movie, it, it goes from like the beginning 
as the viewer, I see this guy. He's he's hitting the rape. He's having a good time. You yeah. See, you show him cruising on a golf cart, trippy visual style. You know, this guy's having a having a blast. And then me, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, this guy's awesome. If I was fucking old, if I was about to die, I'd be high out of my goddamn gourd. Yeah. And yeah. then eventually, you show like him and his wife's anniversary. Where uh, it that that was just like heartbreaking. Where yeah. you know his wife is you know she she's collected all of these cards from past anniversaries and she clearly like still loves this man who has been out to lunch for years. And then he comes in the room and he's like, "All right, I'm I'm like, he's high as shit." He's he like, he's "I'm gonna dead. I'm gonna he, he, jack off." He's oh, like, "Don't yeah, come he, in, I'm gonna go beat off." <laughs> she's like, "Hey." Honey, it's our anniversary. And then he's like, I'm going to jack off. Please don't come in. Honestly, <laughs> it's brutal. I Sad scene, but I'm still, you know, I have no choice but to stand still. <laughs> oh my god it's really interesting you know, it's one, you know one guy one, one no guy choice. i showed the film to i showed the i showed the film to this one filmmaker who who i guess is like you know he's he's in his 60s and he 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 does like guided trips once a year he's kind of like one of these one of these he's a cool guy as as they say um yeah. but I, I showed him the movie and he had such a insane uh reaction to it he, he was he was saying he's like that reggie guy that guy is living his best life and <laughs> his wife needs to grow up. And I'm like, what, what, what the a fuck? pimp. I'm like, dude, I don't know what your relationship is like, but you got, I mean, his wife needs to grow up. No, I mean, his, his, Damn. no, I think that's like the thing that was crazy about filming with them was that, you know, it, we try to present it like the way it was presented to us. When I first met Reggie, I thought he was, I thought he was like, he is, he does have a lot of really, uh, uh, perceptive things to say. And I do think, you know, I think it's really cool that he he's, he's trying to achieve enlightenment in a different way. Yeah. And it's really con like constructed artificial world. And his wife is someone who is, you know, they've kind of grown apart, but they still, they're married 43 years. She loves like all the shit that everyone else loves there. She's a really avid pickleball player. She like fits in with the crowd and he doesn't. So I, you know, I, I, I empathize with him, but then, you know, over time, like his, 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 uh, I think it was a combination of, of probably like, you know, prolonged psychedelic use and just, he you know, other fully toasted. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I know he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes like rotisserie, you know, rotisserie brain. <laughs> like really spit. has lost his grip with, yeah. uh, with, with reality. reality. No, no. And, yeah. it, and it's, and it was interesting to, you know, I mean, it was extremely difficult ethically at times to be like, how do you make a film with someone who you're constantly concerned about, you know, and, and how do you also treat that person with respect and not like, you know, put them in a, in a bind where they're going to look stupid or something. So that was, you know, it, it was difficult to film with him, but there was something also still just, I, I think about it all the time. And I'm like, there's, it's I, I find what he talks about the root of it makes sense that he, he he's so obsessed with this thing called dream yoga and like lucid dreaming. And he, he thought he was living in a dream. You know, it seems like he just watched like Vanilla Sky or something. And I mean, was it's just like, like obsessed with the ending of it. Certain for, parts of Florida, like it, I honestly anybody would feel like that a little bit, you know, because yeah, to, yeah. my next thought with this and what I wanted to talk to you about is, uh, you know, as a non Floridian, I mean, I'm like a half Floridian, but like a, a total non-Floridian watching this would probably just be like, oh, wow, the villages is a weird place. But a lot of the stuff in there is just Florida. 
And like, Florida, yeah. and like a lot of the stuff you're saying right now is very unique to Florida. And I know there's like that. I hate the stupid Florida man stereotype. Like, oh, Florida man. Like, oh, blah blah blah. Like, uh, you know that stuff annoys me. But it is uh, a very surreal place, Florida, and like in ways that's really hard to describe. And like anybody that's from there has some, you know, they have something that's just like so off the wall. Like, for instance, I remember like. In high school, my best friend down there told me that there's some dude on a street that had like kangaroos, like pet kangaroos, like running around his property. And it just sounds, it sounds like some bullshit that like a high schooler would tell you. But sure enough, there were fucking kangaroos in his yard. And this is like not, not a farm, like residential Florida, like a neighborhood. There's a, there's a good quote that, that Billy Corbin, the filmmaker, said this once. He said, I think he said, like, LA is a, you, you, uh, LA is a place where you go when you want to become somebody. Um, and then New York is a place where you go where you, you go when you are somebody. And Florida is a place you go when you want to be someone else. Yeah. And mm. uh, I feel like that is. It's interesting because a lot of these people, you know, especially people at the villages, no one is from there. They're all coming from the north. You know, they're all they're all coming from these cold places. Yeah, they get very away. middle America. And it's, like it's it's a totally different vibe. I mean, you know, I I, I grew up. It's like a I, rebirth. It is a rebirth. And I think yeah. there's there's something about like it's not just I think you're totally right. It's not just it's not just the villages. It's I, I honestly think Central Florida has like a yeah. special sauce special kind of strangeness. Oh, absolutely. That, that uh, another thing we should point out South. too, another thing we should point out is that where the villages is, if you're imagining a beach, you're wrong. This is completely landlocked. Like it could not be more <laughs> landlocked in Flo- in terms of Florida. And also, I mean, if you're unfamiliar with the state, like most of the state is swamp. Like you can't, it's like really hard to build yeah. or live in literally like most of the state. And this is in just like a very strange zone. I when I looked at the map, I was like, "Oh, this is probably like an hour away from the nearest city, right?" It's far. It's, it's far. The, the, near, the nearest city is Orlando. You know, I mean, the, the, literally, like the, the, the whole the whole like principle behind the design of this place was that the guy who created it in the eighties was like, you know, he had Disney envy and he wanted to make, and he very smartly thought like the baby boomers is a generation of people. I think they're gonna love. Uh, <laughs> They like to be distracted endlessly by, you know, by things distracted to death until death kind of. Yeah. Uh, so I want to, I want to Disney death and I'm going to take all the tenants <laughs> from Disney. I'm going to imagine you're a place. I'm going to buy a bunch of cheap land in the middle of fucking nowhere. And I'm going to turn it into something amazing. And in a way they, they did do that, you know, and I, like this is a, like, I think that the lens I'm trying to look at the community through um, is not like I, the STD thing, you know, may have been true at one point, less true now. It's more of an urban myth in, in my mind. The politics thing, we were we were making the film in like 2018. It was there, but not nearly. These dueling, like competing golf cart parades, that kind of stuff wasn't quite there. And I also was just sort of like, you know, to me, I, I was, I, 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 you know, I'm not a fucking conservative person and I'm, I am a very liberal person, in fact. But I was just sort of like, I don't, I'm, it's not surprising to me that a bunch of, you know, people who live in this like 98.3% white, deeply homogenous place that literally looks like a Ronald Reagan advertisement, you know, are, are Trump supporters. I was like, I'd much rather engage with the thought of like, you know, the, the prevailing idea that this is a place that you're supposed to go to. And it's like, you know, Margaritaville on steroids and you're supposed to go, you're, you're there to live your best self. You're there to live your best life. And there are so many people there that aren't, um, but, you know, no one likes to talk about them. 
and they're just kind of kicked away. Yes. And like the yeah. existential condition of that man is so fucking terrifying. Even ma- making the movie now, all these people in the community are con- are, are are saying this is fake news. That yeah. like, you know, well, oh, I'm yeah. glad you didn't include it though, because it would have like really given put an expiration date on it. And it's also yeah. silly because it's like, I mean, who cares if they're Trump supporters? They're all like, yeah. half of these people were at one point like Calvin Coolidge supporters, probably. <laughs> they're all like old as shit. And they've uh, they've lived through, you know, dozens of administrations. And it's just know, such like, a fascinating, it's a fascinating yeah. generation. And I do like it did going make me- to the villages to show uh, old people Twitter threads. Yeah, I'm going to go convert that. them. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. Yeah, shut the fuck Fossilatize, up. Turn the, yeah, no, no. I mean, it's it's a fascinating generation that there's so many people there that were like part of like the Woodstock vibe, and they, they there there is like a it's weird that that a lot of them have kind of become uh, the type of people who who want to be in a place that is so artificially constructed. Like I was thinking about like when we retire, what if if we can, if we're still alive, the world <laughs> isn't you know on fire or something. Uh, you know what the fuck is that going to look like? Is there going to be like a because once the baby boomers, I know I was thinking away, about that. I was like, what would ours look like? Like the baby boomers are, are not going to be with us for forever. So then, does does the villages go to a different generation? Are they going to like remake like Y two K? You know, Y two K nostalgia? Maybe and, and make like a you know fucking Ready Player One. Yeah, uh, IRL. I'm gonna be a grandpa watching gra- Grandma's Boy. Yeah, they'll have like they'll have like Dave and Buster's type things probably with like arcade games. Um, what else would it be? Like you know, like everybody would be wearing like Hurley and shit, like board shorts type of like everybody kind of dressed like the OC actually. Von Dutch. Yeah, it's gonna be one one giant early two thousands you know millennial playground. No, I'm (laughs) I'm, I I don't know. I don't. I, I I feel like. You know, it's it's hard. It's I, I guess that's the thing that just I, I I still can't get over that it exists. Is that like I find it so uh, unsettling, and and I think all of us obviously do this in our own ways. You know, like we all are in our fucking own little cocoons online, and I feel like every even in my house when I was living in during the pandemic with like my family, I feel like we all were in such different little siphoned off onto different parts of the internet and had whole different experiences. But I, I thought it was terrifying that like so many people were just choosing to like leave behind the world that we basically live in to, 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 to live in a place that, you know, reality does not is, operate in the same well, way. Dude. They have their own newspaper. They have their own radio station. They only play the good news. They only print. They <laughs> oh only yeah, play they do have their own songs from the fifties and sixties. You know, it's just like it's <laughs> dude, it's, it's crazy. I I I hesitate to like keep referencing scenes that people would have had to see, but there is a moment where you show the news that they have and the news stories <laughs> that they tell are just like like my favorite one was a, a news story about a guy who got a a shiny new Corvette. And there was a whole news package about a guy who got a cool Corvette in the villages, which like, I want to, dude, I would legitimately watch that news station. I love the color combination. And yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's, it really reminds me of like a Paul, you know, I don't know if you guys have like rewatched like Paul Verhoeven's films recently, like, you know, Robocop or like, I'm a big fan. Total Recall. I mean, the, the way he depicts like the or, you know, Starship Troopers, like the way he depicts uh, what the future looks like is 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 not dissimilar at all from what like the the people, the programming team at, at the villages chooses well, to do. I'll say this, like the villages, I don't even think is the weirdest neighborhood in Florida. Like, that's the funny thing is that I I'd say that. I'm, yeah. And I'm a big I'm a big fan I guess I'm fascinated by these places. Um, 
We're talking about the Disneyfication of things. Celebration Florida is by far the weirdest. Oh, yeah, which, I have been which, there. Like really, yeah, flopped. that's that's dis. Well, dude, it's still there. Like my cousin yeah. lived in it by choice. Oh uh, fuck! So I'm not to put my cousin <laughs> yeah, on blast because I adore like a my cousin. Disneyfication. But he, my my cousin was double team, uh, like double timing <laughs> in terms of theme park lifestyle. Like he lived. He lived in Celebration for a while and was working at Universal Studios, like corporate. By the way, can we let's explain for the listeners wow. what Celebration, Celebration is. is in in Disney? Which, by the way, Disney is its own Disney city. built a damn city. It's its own city in Florida, not like in in Los Angeles or I guess Anaheim, wherever it is, Santa Ana. Disneyland is not like that. Disney World is its own city. With its own police and everything. It's like <laughs> has its own mini government. Um, and they built a town within there called Celebration. It's like a f- complete free uh, prefab city. And it's just like the ultimate Disney freak experience. Like where you could go basically live in the Main Street USA that never actually existed uh, besides in people's imagination. Essentially, yeah, no, no, it, it, and it's it's great. Well, shout out to Tarpley Hit again, uh, or maybe just the first time because I remember she she did a good piece on this in the Daily Beast on on what happened, the, the yes, legacy sir. of celebration. But I remember, um, it seems it, it's interesting. I'm, Disney no longer owns it; they sold it to a different real estate conglomerate, and then they kind of ran it into the ground. And then there was, you know, someone who had gotten murdered there. Apparently, oh yeah. There's a whole, it seems like there's a whole kind of, there's a lot of lore uh, in a similar way around, around that place, you know, but I mean, it's interesting, man. I think about like, there are lots of these, you know, it's not just, I, I used to think it was just like a kind of this American desire we have to, you know, Epcot things kind of, you know, and, 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 and try and, and, and theme things to like the end. But when you, I, I don't know if you, you guys have probably seen like Jackson Hole China, you know, like they're in China, they do the same shit. I mean, I don't know if it's because they're like, they're inspired by what we've done here. And then they're just like, we're going to do this on mass scale. But, you know, they just do, it's called like the, the, the dupl, duplicate, du, duplicate architecture, duplicature or something. Dude, it's I've like, never seen... I'm seeing this for the first time and it's completely bonkers. Jackson yeah. Hole China. Jackson Hole China. You know, it's just it's just a it's a it's a it's a picture perfect recreation of Jackson Hole Wyoming and and you know cuz there's a big uh you know a lot of love for, for the American West. I've been there many times. This is very, very weird to see. Oh my god. Yeah. Whoa, holy shit. The the shot of like every house yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it, it, and, and you know, it's like they do. Oh this, my god! A lot of great films. There's a there's a film called The World, which is which is a movie that explores. It's a fiction film, and it's it's set uh, against like essentially this a massive theme park in China, where everyone, where you know, each part of the theme park is like a different city in the world. Like there's Paris, there's uh, the UK. You know, there's. But anyway, a lot of this shit I find so fascinating. I I, I kind of want to do it again, but I'm also kind of burnt out by. Um, you know, it's tough. It's tough to go to a. It's it's tough to go to a place that you don't know anything about. And then you, this was the hardest part of making the film. Was I was just like, there's 130 thousand people here. How am yeah. I? You know, I, I either got to go big or go small. And I and I and I chose to go. Uh, I know I chose to make a more quiet movie out of this, you know, a movie that was much more like about 
four distinct people, you know, who had like very strange and very real problems. And, you know, they're living in this very unreal place, which I thought kind of colored everything in an interesting way. But, um, you know, there's so much you can do about any of these places. There's so many. I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm already thinking of like way, way more specific towns in Florida, but I don't want to, I want to get rambling, but I mean, you grew up there too. So I'm sure you had your own yeah, cast no, there's of a lot characters, of places, man. You got like, you know, Casadega. I was going to say Casadega. Yeah. I had Casadega one of the weirdest days of my life is that and for the listeners at home, this is a town, um, a town for mediums and spiritualists and um, clairvoyance. Oh. And like, I, I don't know how to just dis- like really accurately describe it. It's not like that's like a theme or anything like, like that's like everybody that lives in Casadega is like a medium or a spirit. There's <laughs> no reason to be there if you're not. And there's a big spiritualist camp. Uh, you've probably heard of this town because Bright Eyes wrote an album there called Casadega. Wow, no. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I did not know that actually. Yeah. But um, yeah, it exists. Have you been there? Um, I've never been. I, it's I, so I, super weird. I've I've done a lot of research on it, and then I remember there was um there was a really good like New York Times Magazine piece recently about a person who went uh I think during the pandemic, um and there was a whole you know like resurgence of spirituality. I mean, this was also the time where like you know may, maybe it was a little bit before the pandemic. This was the time when like Marianne Williamson was was you know having her moment, and she I was, has very I, much Casadega energy. I loved it. I loved yeah, that. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to slander Marianne Williamson whatsoever. That I, no, I, I I loved every. I'm the. I'm sure you guys saw the 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 clip of someone synced up the Twin Peaks yeah. uh, theme. You know, it, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but interesting place, and it seems like there's a very you know the 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 social structure there. It seems like people are just very much like, yeah, I'm not a fucking. I have a skill. You can pay me for it, but it's not like this is my job. This it's, isn't my life. Yeah, you know, it's like a small. Imagine a small town in the middle of like swampy woods. Takes a long time to get to, and then like they have, you know, they have a little grocery store. They have everything, but in at the grocery store, you hear them talking to each other, and the conversations are like, "Oh, hi, Joan. Like, how's it going? How's that ghost in your front yard that you're telling me about?" Be like, "Oh, it's good." Um, you know, actually I put salt out for him and he's been sort of leaving us alone, but, um, (laughs) I took your advice. So that seems to have worked, but I I don't think it's anything to worry about. Like, like that type of stuff, like very mundane instead of talking about ghosts wandering the town the same way people would talk about having a rat problem or something like that. Um, you hear that it's very strange. And I don't know. I, I think in other States, like, if this was in California, it would have gotten ruined, right? Like they would have gentrified it somehow. But Florida, <laughs> I don't know. Florida is like, there's something about it that keeps these places there and, you know, unbothered, unmolested, I guess. Yeah. Unrapid. Unrapid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Un- unrapid. Yeah. <laughs> Un- yeah. No, no, I know. It's, it's interesting. There is a lot of like, you know, it, it was great to grow up there in a lot of ways. I think I, I took it for granted because I, I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I think, you know, in, in, in middle school and in high school, and I, I was always so happy, eager to leave, but you know, I, I don't know if I would have been making movies or anything if I hadn't, uh, if I hadn't 
done if I hadn't grown up there, honestly, it, it, my whole, like the whole way I started making movies, I just was reading the n- newspaper and I would just be like, that's a fucking insane story. Like, <laughs> yeah, no one's doing anything about that. It'd be yeah. little, little tiny blurbs that, you know, journalists would just file and then go on to the next story. And I just was sort of like, I, I saw, so I, you know, I started making movies that way. They, were, they weren't like good, but they were, the stories were just psycho. And, you know, even though like formally, I didn't know how to use a camera or something, it was, it, it, it sometimes it would work just because the characters in the, the places, you know, were, were, I mean, were- yeah, that's going to give you like a more interesting perspective and more of an insight just on the, like the human condition than like some motherfucker that went to like goddamn crossroads or whatever, <laughs> you know, yeah. like hey, you leave those crossroad kids alone. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I think there's something, there's definitely something there, you know, that, that, uh, that's cool. But then, you know, it's also funny too, because I feel like sometimes people, I, 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 there is this fetishization in some ways too of, of Florida as, and I think it's probably in, in, in keeping with the, with the, um, with the Florida man thing. Right. Um, kind of you know, a but flattening. Like, we're just kind of like the asshole of the U.S. in some ways. And just, you know, everyone's favorite, like bipolar state. We voted for minimum wage, but like went so, you know, the raising minimum wage, but we went so deeply red. So I don't know. It, it's, it's a it's, weird it's state. It's like, I, I don't, it, and so many different sections of it. You can't really paint it with a broad brush, but yeah. it's very fascinating. And in the Florida man cliche, like it doesn't capture the nuance of Florida. And I think like a big, yeah. a big reason it's able to be so weird is because it, it is such a huge state and so much available space that yeah. you can like, with <laughs> not a ton of money, live a very isolated life and do something really weird unbothered like yeah and like have strange animals and like nobody's gonna really bother you and it's a a weird climate very strange weather the kangaroo thing is that you just brought up before is very strange i can't imagine how that how that works the ever well dude people have all sorts of weird pets down there too and i remember like the everglades um the everglades has tons of animals that are not meant to be there like thriving yeah. because people this was, i mean yeah 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 this i, I made I, this is my, my first movie i ever made was about people throwing away their domesticated dogs into the everglades oh my because God. they just and then, and then there was this group of women they were nail technicians from this nail salon that went under in the recession and they were looking for something to do and have like uh you know, something to put their minds and souls towards. And they decided to save all these dogs. But like, they also realized that Everglades was like a home for people who didn't want to be found. You know, like there's a lot of like criminal activity that happened there. Yeah. So they started getting like unregistered guns and knives and, and, and shit like that. And just going in and trying to rescue people. But I remember just thinking like, this is rescue dogs. Uh, I remember just thinking like, this is such a fucking bizarre uh, oh yeah and then another enclave stuff you know another weird thing like that that was kind of recent was there was um a boa constrictor problem i think it was boa constrictors <laughs> like some giant snake that was invasive um from people like abandoning their pets and there were so many that they put out some like pretty large bounty and it was like an influx of like every snake hunter coming down there with like <laughs> swamp buggies and stuff because you had to have a swamp buggy and there's videos of like tour guides like mid everglades tour being like i'm sorry folks like hang on and like jumping out to go kill a 10-foot snake for the bounty (laughs) (laughs) this went on for a couple years that sounds so good yeah that that sounds like such a amazing 
thing to capture. Yeah, absolute there's chaos. A lot of good, there's, there's so much good. There's so much good shit that's come from there. And I, there's a lot of good, you know, Florida movies. I feel like as of late that I've done a lot of work. A lot of the a lot of the work. Like I still think Spring Breakers is the ultimate. Uh, in some I mean, ways, the ultimate. Speaking brand's language over here. Absolutely. Yeah, ultimate encapsulation. It, that that in my. Were, were you a beach is, bum? Were you a beach bum guy? I love beach bum. Yeah, I'm, I'm love. Love yeah, Beach Bum. No one gives Spiritual, Beach Bum kind it's, of a it's, spiritual it's successor. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, Beach Bum, uh, Beach Bum, and Spring Breakers have a lot in common. I, we, I, we were, I like, I, I would show. I mean, we were watching all those movies while we were shooting this movie, Beach Bum especially, because I, I liked the, um, I loved all the Margaritaville stuff. I love, I love uh, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> I love him. I love him as an yeah. idea of a person as well. Of like the, 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 you know. The, the the he's he's i don't know if you guys ever read that new york times piece on him the profile that just is talking about how the dude has like made so much cash and oh he's a so legend is <laughs> that he just like is is the opposite of you know chilling he's like he he doesn't sleep he he has like you know five hour energy drinks Damn. and just crushes them all the time because he's so stressed <laughs> about all of his like ma- massive empires it's just one song. Yeah, I mean, how dude. many? Yeah, how many Margaritavilles? Well, he's got a Broadway show. Bro, he's like he's a, a Grateful like Dead of own. Florida. Right. Yeah. No, he's got he's got such a deep. Loyal it's like a franchise that has been built off of one song. One song. Oh, he's got then, more bangers than that. No, bro. I know, I know that. But, I fucking know that. I'm not trying to fucking erase his. Don't do Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett Buffett's erasure. legacy. I'm not gonna do any Jimmy Buffett erasure on this shit, bro. Come on now. Come I, no, on now. I, I think, you know, but he, he's, he's... I'm just he's, saying that the song was called Margaritaville and the restaurants yeah. are also called Margaritaville. Margaritaville. Yeah. How many other dudes have done I'm that? I'm not That's saying not that... No, his empire yeah. is huge. Yeah, like, I, I do remember one time in L.A. Going to, a, going to a party and then somebody being like, oh, yeah, like... The, the the like person throwing this party it's uh it's Jimmy Buffett's daughter <laughs> <laughs> and it was like oh yeah this is the fucking house that Margaritaville built wow. and there's no way he's yeah he's not living that fucking life you can't you can't have a franchise and like be you know chill guy oh well, yeah no I just I like I like the I've, idea I've actually met I've met her too movies. Brandon she was nice I, I remember she I, seems just made, yeah. yeah she seems very nice nothing Jimmy bad to Buffett's say. daughter seems very nice I mean what could you expect you know the Margaritaville yeah. lifestyle <laughs> you know but yeah, nothing I, I but good we've, vibes we've, we've, we've been giving coded messages about Jimmy but Jimmy if you're listening to this we love you and uh no it, I yeah this is a good time this episode for, is brought for, uh, to you by Margaritaville uh I mean I was listening to I was listening to a pirate looks at forty a lot after Beach Bum. Mm-hmm. The Jimmy okay, Buffett so you song. know the catalog. Yeah, That's yeah, funny. yeah. It's not. I know it's not just Margaritaville. Okay, Jack. okay, okay. I well, know he, that. It's. I love that his. You know, the fact that he was in that movie. Period made me believe that this guy's down to clown and he's down <laughs> to be fun. And I think that movie is a really. Uh, it's just a great time. I also love that in that the, the sequence in that movie that no one talks about, but I. The, the sequence where they're dancing to Is That All There Is? And then, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, yes, the Fisher beautiful dies scene. in a car crash when he's drunk driving with her. Very, very uh, evocative. Yes. I'm saying. Gorgeous scene. Gorgeous stuff. Yes. No, absolutely. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm kind of zoning out because I'm, uh, I'm reading about, I mean, the Jimmy Buffett Wikipedia is a freaking novel, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, don't don't go down that don't go down that vortex right now. 
I mean, save that. one of the world's richest Sa- musicians. Wow. Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, hey, the, the bag. Power, the power he's a goddamn bag. mogul. But he's, yeah, no, I look oh over. Gosh. I look over on Zoom. Jack's eyes have glazed over. Yeah, no, he's he's just and he's, he's like, watching. He's, he's, he's entered he's this trance. Full, full Jeff Tubin on us right now. No. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> like, what's go, what's going I mean, on? I'm not, I'm not about to beat he's off on, to Jimmy Buffett now. <laughs> not, at least not now. Later, now, I have some yeah. respect. I'm not going to do it in front of you guys. Jimmy Buffett's Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Brandon, by the way, I don't like you talking about my personal shit on the podcast, <laughs> but now that it's out in the open, yes, I do. Uh, in order to climax, I have to have Jimmy Buffett music playing in the background. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I don't know. I don't know why, but, you know, it makes maybe feel at home. some things happened in the past. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um. God. Yeah, that every time yeah, every time uh I I mention uh every time we said the listeners at home they can't see this, but every time the word Margaritaville has been said, uh Jack like kind of Jack's had a insurrection. So does does one yeah. of these Which is funny because Brandon, we all know that uh steel drums make you horny because of girl go- girls gone wild. Oh, so yeah, like I've any been, kind I've been of out like, in the open about this. Any ty- any type of calypso environment <laughs> Me yeah. and Brandon are getting excited. Him. No, the steel drums are, I think, are probably a trigger for a lot of folks. They're a horny instrument. You know? abs- uh, yeah, because like, that's that yeah. was just like a sexual awakening for a lot of us. It's a sexual yeah. drum. Like I feel like there's a sexuality yeah. when you see people playing the steel drums. Like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They're they're putting like sexual vibes into it. Most people. Well, it's funny you say that because we used a lot of steel drums in our in our uh, score. <laughs> I'm just kidding, we didn't, but we got a li- we got a little bit. We got a little bit of something. I mean, there. I'm sure you're hearing yeah. steel drums in there. I like Florida. I, for some reason, steel drums are incorporated into Florida. I don't know. There's not yeah. really a good reason other than vibe. Yeah, you know that's true. It's interesting. It's, it's not it's, it's, island it's, culture. Like this is yeah. just Florida. No, that's 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 uh, you ever yeah you guys ever hear there's a lot of the best use of steel drums is the uh yes the true romance soundtrack the uh the Tony Scott movie did, did you guys hear do you know the story behind this movie no. score or movie or basically oh, no. uh, well, Tony Scott I mean I love the movie fucking amazing movie uh, I guess he went over budget and he didn't have a lot of money for the score that he had promised Hans Zimmer yeah so Hans Zimmer and he's just like, dude, I'm sorry, I just spent most of it you know on explosions and new endings and whatever and Hans Zimmer's like, all right, whatever, I'll just go do I'll go do it and uh he just gave him like the <laughs> the biggest troll of a soundtrack, you know with like there's steel <laughs> drums, there's fucking it's mostly like a marimba um, <laughs> oh, it yeah. amazing. no it, it's it, an amazing score uh but like I think completely I think he had he had, he, he was like uh, you know giving it to him ironically, and Tony Scott was like, this is fucking sick. I'm gonna put this on everything. Yeah, uh, and it gives the movie a great vibe. I mean, it really. Uh, it really did. It, it it sticks out in the opening scenes of the movie. It really sticks out. I think that I think the title track is called "You're So Cool." Yeah. I'm I'm pulling also, this up. Another, let's see if you hear this. Maybe I may. Oh, you let's know what? See I if there are steel drums. Let's see here. Mmm. What is that? Like a xylophone? It's a xylophone. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, wait, this, this is iconic. Oh my god. Why are you are so cool by Hans Zimmer. 
Mmm. It's nice. It's a kind of overdriven version of this. Are you guys hearing that? Someone's about to do the dubstep remix. Okay. All right. It does kind of sound like the Jungle Book soundtrack, you know? <laughs> it's just great. I mean, it's a yeah. total, total troll. Like, you know, I, I didn't I, know the I backstory imagine, of it, you know? I can't imagine getting that and being, like, super <laughs> stoked about it. But obviously, Tony Scott was on one when he made that movie. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he, he saw a way to make it work, and it, and it, it, does, it does the trick. Yeah. Um, God. Man. Whether or not it has steel yeah. drums, who knows? It doesn't. I lied. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, that wasn't that. I guess what was that? It was. There was I think it was just a. It was just a xylophone. It, mm. it sounds like with the. You know, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not a music man. Maybe, you know, what do I know? I know. No, <laughs> I know nothing. Yeah, um, you know. Sound <laughs> off in the comments below uh, if, if you if you're a an audiophile and can name that <laughs> instrument. You, you know, a xylophone Are you van, head or? Van, uh, band geeks. You know. The percussion department. Uh, um, honestly, the weird thing is that this song is like it's like the same song that's used in the opening of Badlands, but also Badlands is literally the same movie. Yeah. True, True Romance is like the the same movie as Badlands. It's like basically a rip. It's you know, it's like it, it, it's supposed to be an homage, I think, but it's literally the same movie twenty years later. That's funny you say that. I mean, the score, the score sounds like the fucking same. It's I, like the I, same I, song. I, I'm pretty sure. I don't, you know, that they're they're different. Unto them. I mean, you obviously have like the Bonnie and Clyde elements of both. Dude, um, they're like pretty much the same movie, but Badlands was made twenty years earlier. Yeah. Let's just listen to the song and see what it sounds like. Yeah, there we go. It's the fucking same. Who did the score? It can't be Hans. Same song. Wow. So the question is, did Hans Zimmer do the soundtrack or not, you know? Dude, did he do an homage to himself? Because that would be kind of a pimp move. I feel like he's doing he, this shit all the time. He, he does not, you know, he doesn't... Oh, it's Gossenhauer. Okay. What? Is based on Gossenhauer from Karl Orff's Schulwerk? Yeah, the, uh, the theme is an homage to, to Badlands, but yeah, Hans Zimmer did not do the music for Badlands. Wow. Okay. Case, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, damn. Well, it's George just, Tipton I know, we're going a little Karl deep. Orff. Oh, man, I'm really because Terrence Malick is friends with Hans Zimmer, and I know that Hans Zimmer has done several of his other movie soundtracks. So it's a big fucking mess. Mm. But we're getting too film nerd right here, you know, getting a little too <laughs> film school. F- film boys. Yeah. No. Anyway, it, it's it's okay. You know. Hey, I, I we should uh, Hans Zimmer, if you're listening to this. It's the funny thing is that like do that, better, man. Yeah. All right. This this do whole, better. This whole that whole tangent. <laughs> it's not like we were discovering anything new. Like I I, I knew like the whole time. This is like, exactly the reason why I didn't go to film school was because I didn't want to hang out with you, man. I I knew you were there. I'm so, I'm gonna no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Damn. I, okay. I, I feel like this is this is the thing that uh, but not going to film school. I feel like I I. Uh, 
instead, every time I, 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 you know, said trivial information that meant nothing about movies, people would be like, oh, that's cool. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I just would yeah. be like, okay, thanks. I actually kind of needed that. Um, <laughs> every, every time I'm with my, like, you know, like friends, you know, I, I love this shit. I love talking about movie scores and figuring out where they came from and shit. But also my girlfriend hates when I, you know, she accuses me of, of talking about movies too much, which hurts my feelings. Stop talking about the similarities between the true romance and ba- Badlands soundtracks. You're scaring the hose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it's okay. I think, I think, you know, I, I, it becomes a problem when you try launching into these kinds of conversations with like, you know, friends, parents who just like truly don't give a, fl- a fuck, you know. <laughs> You brought nothing yeah. to the Thanksgiving table. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else made Gloria. food. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you will, all you showed up, you just showed up fucking on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I showed up. <laughs> uh, um, but I mean, I have my own problem. I have my own version of that problem rather where I like, I'd say mainly because of this podcast um, and probably a bit of like the isolation of this year to make it even worse. But yeah. I like, I noticed it the other day. I'm so fucking bad at small talk. Like, I don't know how yeah. to do like actual small talk. I can only do big, big talk <laughs> because like, yeah, you can't really like small talk in this podcast. Like you have to, like, I know when there's a, like, I'm hyper aware of like a lull in conversations now. So if there's, if there's silence between me and a stranger, I'll often just fill the gap, but I yeah. only know how mm-hmm. to fill the gap with like, podcast talk so i'm like just telling yeah. them like weird shit you know like you'll be at the bank like hey do you have any plugs yeah <laughs> <laughs> no come but- on tell me something more yeah, no no that makes sense i feel like having a podcast like you guys do must be a very weird uh you know you, you, you feel like you're you guys do a good job of making of gathering enough cancelable material of all your guests where one day <laughs> you're in a position of power you know you, you, oh, you're you saying are, we're doing I mean, the Scientology yeah. method? I would, yeah. I would say I'm a, I'm in a position of weakness. Yeah, because I've, <laughs> I've, I've actually, yeah. There's over 300 hours. Yeah, it's mostly of me us. Like, uh, how, yeah. how does that feel though? That must be. Doesn't that feel crazy that you, you have like there are people in the world that listen to every single episode. And they are, you are figments of their imagination. You are like, you are their best friends. They li- they know, they know every part of you. I have one of my one of my really close friends. He listens to he listens to your podcast. He listens to a bunch of podcasts. Yeah, he's a big podcast guy, and I feel like his entire personality, you know, uh, is is in some ways he'll admit this too. It's like a, a conglomerate. It's like a it's like a melange of all these fucking things he's yeah. listened to. It could be um, it could be weird or not, um, but I think it's less weird to me because I listen to podcasts made by people that I'm friends with too, and yeah. Um, I don't know. For me, it's like, it, I guess it's kind of weird because you just like upload it and then it goes out in the world and you're not sure who listens to it, you know? But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It definitely, it's, it's all what's been, what's, what's been the most I think controversial every, everyone listening, moment. Everyone listening is my friend. <laughs> if you're listening to this right now, I'm your friend. You know it's me. Your, I'm, yeah, I'm your friend too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that type, that type of stuff was like, you know, Black Mirror-esque probably a yeah. year and a half ago, but now it's like, I don't know. I think peop- everybody needs some podcasts in their life right now, or else you're just going to be yeah, nah, fucking yeah, yeah. talking to the volleyball castaway style. <laughs> I mean, you know? I listen to podcasts no, nonstop. 
hard. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, they're, they're, they're a good medium as they say, but you know what they're not, they ain't, they ain't movies, man. And you guys make, (laughs) uh, but you know. I haven't. I haven't been in a. I neither of us have made movies. Yeah, I mean, you guys have made. But you movies, guys have made movies. Movies are going down, days. dude. The theaters are closing. Oh, fuck you, all right, man. No, no, it's a, it's, it's true. It's no, uh, I. Your medium is probably going to outlast uh, c- cinema. I love. No, I, I mean, love movies, though. I am a graduate of. I was gonna actually. I mean, th- th- think think about it. It's like you know how hard it is to get. Uh, you know who's gonna watch. Uh, anything that's over, you know, thirty-five minutes these days. I mean, that's that's. I mean, no, they will. Now. Rogan, Rogan's long. goddamn no, yeah. three hours. I, I'm very vocal. That, I don't understand. Every every it, Joe Rogan episode is longer than mo- movies. I'm very very vocal true. and on the record about true. defending lengths of uh, of entertainment because, like, every time some boomer like CEO sees a sees like TikTok or something, they're like, "This is the future." Soon, feature films will be 15 seconds long. You know, we'll and like Quibi, Quibi, Quibi yeah. 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 And me and Brandon yeah, were yeah. very anti-Quibi. And really? look, we are very right. And I was validated in my in my instincts. In the predictions, I mean, we weren't like rallying yeah. Yeah. against Quibi. We were just like, yeah, that's not what people want. Like, nobody wants to watch a fucking yeah. movie in 15 parts on their phone. In the yeah. in the future, every movie will be a shmovie. <laughs> yeah, shmovie. <laughs> every movie. I, lo- I love will that. Be a- the, oh, the uh, what's the do you, do you remember the end of Idiocracy when when Luke Wilson's giving his uh he's like he's talking about when he when he finally becomes president I don't know when the last time you guys saw this movie was and he's talking about uh oh I've I been believe, living in it I've been living in Idiocracy dude Idiocracy yeah, no he, he uh, he's I think he's he gives a really impassioned speech about how movies uh weren't always about you know butts or yeah. something. Uh, oh, it's just which, a single shot of an yeah, ass yeah, for yeah, two hours. Ass. Yeah, I that mean that's. I I will say like you know, I I loved Idiocracy when it came out, and it's you know it's funny, but it is it's like not a particularly like subtle movie. Oh come on, I'm, there, I'm gonna fight you on this. There it, is kind it, of a, I do. There is like a part of me that's like. Is this is there is it kind of endorsing eugenics a little bit? <laughs> I do feel like well, I, I feel like the pickle Rick like effect happened to it where it was enough. Yes, like, it enough did get people, pickle Rick. Enough for people sure. were just sort of like we're living in a awkward, you know. But but yeah. I actually rewatched it the other day and I and I think it's still so funny. Well, it's because they uh, predicted the, a lot the of Costco, things. The Costco thing. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Like that 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 shit. Yeah, that's very that's that's yeah that's very present. I, I feel like the, uh, you know, just the overall, I feel like it, it's a good analogy of like being, being a lib in a non-lib world of every time he goes somewhere and says something, uh, everyone accuses him of, of uh, sounding stupid, you know, um, I love it. I like, I think it's, a, I think it's genius. I also love the opening when that, when the dude's uh, giving the, He's the, the military guy who never returns. He's giving a, a presentation of how he infiltrated like a gang. I don't know, I don't know if you remember this scene. <laughs> I need to go. Should, it's, been it's been a minute. It's been a minute. My judge has a lot of funny things that he was doing. I feel like that probably can't happen today. Oh, he's a again. legend. I'm, I'm a legend. huge, yeah, huge Mike Judge guy. No, he, he, he's great. And just like all this stuff, it's also the stuff in, in Office Space where you have like Michael Bolton li- listening to like hip hop music. And then, you know, as soon as like a, a black dude pulls up next to him in his car, he like... <laughs> He's just like, oh, I can't listen. You know, he's like, he, he's <laughs> right. scared. Uh, but a lot of really interesting, you know, 
him and Hal Ashby, man. Hal Ashby had a lot of good. Uh, I feel like he, he was another good person who commented on on interesting things that pertain to race and politics in America. You know. You know what I? You um, know I think of that. I think they would have been uh, good podcasters. You know, maybe they, maybe they should have been podcasting on here, man. You got to get bro. I love get, get Mike on here. I would. Me? That would. I would fucking freak. I would freak if we got. You gotta get, uh, get, Judge. get get the uh, get the hologram Hal Ashby on here too. And he'll he'll I gotta, talk, talk about uh, you know Harold and Maude. We can ask him some <laughs> questions Maude, too yeah, about, yeah, about can, why Harold wasn't there full penetration? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's I, see the deleted I, they, scenes. <laughs> it was the seventies, um, right? I mean, they're probably they probably yeah. shot it. Yeah, my boy was talking yesterday about how Beavis and Butthead is Beavis and Butthead do America is is maybe better than the the show and i i was i need to revisit that i haven't watched office space in a minute i mean yeah mike judge fire yeah yeah he's fucking rocks every movie even the the story behind how idiocracy like failed to you know like buried yeah Yeah. because apparently i think this was like speculation but because they like offended every brand that was in the film like starbucks gives hand jobs (laughs) um you know Carl's Jr. is just like like they, their shit doesn't work. Costco looks really dumb. Um, apparently, it was like Fox who put out the movie was just like we can't, you know, like your your movie isn't as important as a relationship as our relationships are with all these brands. Uh, so they apparently buried it. And they yeah. put out like a like a shitty poster, and then they just barely dropped a trailer. Um, I like that. Yeah, it just like blew up well, one thing that's word good, of mouth you, years later. You guys should read this book. I, I I just finished it. It's called The Studio, and it's it's by John Gregory Dunn. It's it's very good and it's hilarious. It's like a uh it's like a it's it's like an ethno it's it's it, I'm gonna sound like an, a pretentious asshole. So I'm, I, maybe I should not use the word ethnography, but it but it is. It's like basically like a um you know this guy got full access to a Hollywood studio in the, in the late sixties, early seventies. And he just basically writes like an observational fly on the wall approach of how Dr. Doolittle is made. And like, <laughs> it's fucking so stupid. And, like and the, the, original. The, the original, original, the original. Yeah. And just watching how like a studio system worked and the players who moved and shook things up and, you know, the way people were contracted and, people's attitudes so fucking weird and fascinating um yeah anyway i don't know strange why I'm world I'm, I'm just rambling man this i mean I, I like the flow interrupt me you know i like yeah. the no this flow. is we, we we did end up talking about movies which we are joking about doing like just describing no i mean movies, you're but no you're a, you're a great guest you know if you move to la like you know if we ever need a third mic i hey, think you'd be in the yeah, running yeah, hey. Oh wow! His performance wow, really? has been Thanks. good. You know, you it's know how been to good. It's been a good performance. You have a good podcasting demeanor. You have what it takes, oh, no, kid. No, for you sure. You can make Thanks. it in this town. I'm on a. I, I did my my friend's podcast, and he said I was the worst guest he's ever had. And really? He gave me all these. He gave me all these tips, and he said, you know, don't. Don't do what you did again. You don't need Bro, any you fucking do podcast tips. What the? I don't the know. Fuck? I, I I think I just. You know, I I think there's something that's interesting. I don't really. Well, this is nice because I don't really feel like you know. You guys do a good job of making it feel like I'm not being recorded. Uh, so I'm not. I'm not really self conscious. Uh, right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't feel like I'm on. But there is something like when you're like standing in front of a microphone and you're with a bunch of other people. You kind of like. You get it's like a trance. You get you get hypnotized. Ideally. A little bit. You know? Ideally. Yeah. yeah. You, 
But then you start saying stupid shit, and then it's just sort of like it, it can real. Well, you know, that means I guess a, would... that makes for a good podcast on ours. Is when <laughs> yeah, we get that's true. The more dumb we get, the better the episode. <laughs> so the worst episodes what, what, are where yeah, we're being tell smart. The, tell me what what are the worst episodes you've done? You oh, think? can you well, there's identify like, them? Well, yeah. Well, we don't. The worst ones like. <laughs> Well, I don't think we want. We'll to tell say. you. We'll tell you all the. We'll tell tell you all the off guests the, off that, the record. Off off the. But what's your favorite? What's 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 the slam dunk? What's the one where you were like, "This is the best thing I've." I think we've we've accomplished. Oh, here. Jacob Bull probably. Mm. Right, Brandon. We were probably the most excited for yeah, Jacob Bull. Probably. Bull. Yeah. I mean, what made that yeah, one that special? Was, I mean, just interviewing like the modern. What <laughs> are the, the most I mean, interesting? Just, he's men. like a. Yeah. Are you familiar fucking, with him? insane no. uh, uh, if, if you uh, were familiar with him you would have all your answers all, we, we can they all know who jacob wool is we'll right, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll an, tell I'm you about this army, I, would, I would say off, off i would say dive into him after off pod okay all right okay yeah. off pod. you gave you gave this us the, some wrecks. yeah 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 well, um, i'm giving you give me a lot of things to chew on here <laughs> yeah uh, don't even think about making a film because you know <laughs> if you want you're gonna have to give me a taste because i'm i'm in line first you got you want to pr- you, you want to produce I already it, have, man. I already have one interview in the in the can, you know. You want, I want to go to his you trial. You're, you're greedy, man. Jesus Christ. No. I, hey, I'd Hug love to do wolf. something with you guys. We should we should make a we can make a, you know, the sequel to that that a uh, congressional roommate movie, but we could just all live together <laughs> in, in the house. villages. We could all be best friends and, you know, have a rat problem. I feel, I, I feel yeah, have a rat problem. Get something going down good. in the villages, make some things happen, party with them. I, do a little, I think it'd be nice. Try some rape. Rape with our boy. Yeah, we can, you know, we we can do we can do a lot of things. Yeah, you know, we can you know, we can watch the spirit, the the movie from two thousand six, seven. Um, yeah, hell yeah. Well, look at this. Uh, well, look, I, I don't have anything else to say at this point. You ran well, out. Let's get those. Well, we're, let's plug. Uh, let's plug Van Wilder National Lampoon's <laughs> Van Wilder. We want to plug uh, Margaritaville. We got a song and the restaurant chain. The Van Wilder movie really needs everyone's attention, so you should see it. It's a tiny movie on video on demand. Um, yeah, you agree though that there was something kind of there was something strange and special about that era of Ryan Reynolds that I feel like Deadpool has. Oh, waiting simul- simultaneous. Yeah, waiting was cool too. I, I, there was Deadpool has simultaneously, you know, unleashed like I think everything he's been trying to do for so long. But yeah, it has has um has i think been i think a force for for evil in some way oh i mean it's for, it's for definitely it's a culturally destructive force well it just it's sort of uh, like this also is the joss whedon effect on on the mcu yeah. honestly because i feel like that as soon as they introduced irony and then everything's now post irony and it's just like yeah. we're gonna go shit in your mouth and you'll, <laughs> you know enjoy it oh i've i've said this you know. so many times cultural ouroboros slash human centipede so you are yeah. It's all all the ass ass to mouth, but then the shit is going back into <laughs> no. Your it's mouth. just it's just funny, you know, and it's it's sad the family that... guyification of culture. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I think I think I think there's something. That, I mean, obviously, there, there's some good ones. Like I I really did like uh, I liked Ragnarok, the the Taika Waititi. Like I think that was funny. Yeah. You know, that's still in the same. I mean, I I was writing for Taika Waititi since damn Flight of the Concords. I'm gonna I, yeah. I I I need to cut you guys off before we start reviewing marvel movies you know i'm down for any other type of talk yeah we were doing plugs 
I don't care if we yeah. keep going for longer, but I'm not going Marvel don't movie by Marvel movie. movie. Let's don't, don't, yeah, let's go. Let's list everybody's. Uh, let's go through everybody's individual letterbox watch list. <laughs> 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 no, Lance. Okay, yeah, some kind of heaven. Lance, get the, get the, you get your plugs off. Yeah, thank you. You know, just just you know, if you watch it, thanks. If you don't, then 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 go to hell. Um, <laughs> some kind of hell you'll be living in because I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna yell at you. And I'm going to ask for you to, you know, I don't know what I'm going to ask you to do, but you know, maybe I'll ask you to watch my movie. Watch it. I hope you enjoy it. I think it's a funny, it's a fun movie. It's also a little sad, but it's, it's, there's a lot of fun stuff in it's there. It's sad. It's beautiful. It's funny. It's human. Yeah. Hu- Check it human. out. And Lance, thank you so much for coming on. Seriously. Yeah. Thanks for having one. me guys. This was, this was fun. Fun to yeah, talk. Thank, thank you, Lance. Thank you, Lance. Okay. Thank you for listening, everybody. Let's-